Hey guys, it's me. Uh, yeah, I know. Matt, why can't you just stick to your damn schedule? You say you're gonna and then you don't. But hey guys, you gotta take it easy on everybody during this time, during the pandemic. I was hoping that I could do a weekly thing. I could come at you, document it, you know, because as we as we slip further and further into this weird time, this weird apocalypse that is happening... Just uh, shit got really heavy with me, and I, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like talking. I didn't feel like I was in a in a state that could have been something I wanted documented. Really, just dealing with crazy bouts of depression, uh, toughest that I've ever felt in my life. But now things have changed. There's a little bit of light at the end of that tunnel. So let's let's talk about what's going on. <laughs> Who's a fat boy? And we're back. Hey, everyone. Uh, been a been a crazy time. Now, I will say before I get started that I did record uh, episode 51 originally back in early May, I believe early May when I was I was in Belleville for a couple of weeks staying at my mom's. You know, we needed uh, my wife and I needed a break. So we went to stay at my mom's place while she was gone because we were, you know, self-isolating in a very small space. Let's put it that way. And then it, uh, you know, it just, uh, the, the world's really changed and uh, since then. And, uh, I just didn't feel like putting it up. I didn't, now I don't know if I, if it's appropriate, maybe I was ranting a little too hard about things when really there's a, a lot more important things going on right now. It's a very difficult time, not even just with the pandemic. With the pandemic here now, uh, things are starting to open again, and we are trying to test that as best we can. Uh, I'm worried. I feel like I feel like this is not the end. I feel like we're already starting to see a surge in certain ways because of this reopening. But people are just getting really tired of of being cooped up. I think, and and in in a weird way, they're willing to risk their life to get out of it. And that is the mentality that will grow as this time goes on. But very strange, very strange time for everyone. You know, I've joked about this in the past since the reboot of the podcast, Fat Boy, of, you know, you burn these CDs for the apocalypse, burn the episodes onto a CD for me, put them into an abandoned warehouse so someone can find it when they're so desperate for any kind of noise and all they have is a CD player, some fresh D batteries, and then they find the CD for one of these episodes and it does not cheer them up. I just also think of that too. It won't cheer them up, but just hearing another voice, you're desperate, you know? People aren't listening to CDs. They'll be, just, they'll be excited to just hear the thing spin. So thank you to all the people that have sent me a map to certain warehouses where the podcast Fatboy episodes are hidden, just kind of like a, a geocache, like it. But we are in, we're in, we're in wild times. You know, there's a lot of protests going on right now. And uh, as a white person, you really gotta, you gotta tune yourself up. We're not doing enough. 
And it's hard to come to grips with that, that just knowing in your heart and how you treat people you know or people you encounter without, you know, racial intent, racist intent, is it's not enough. You know, there's a lot of action that needs to happen. And, you know, white privilege is something that we are born into. We don't get a choice. It's just a part of us. And it doesn't matter if you grew up in a, you know, around people of color and you're cool with it and you're, you know, you're, you're not racist. It's the, the system's rigged, man. So we got to do shit. We got to, we got to support and do a lot more than just, you know, tweeting and Instagramming in solidarity for dumb hashtags, you know? So I did a couple of things. I donated to, you know, a couple of uh, Black Lives Matter in Toronto and I also donated to something called Emoja Robotics, which is a fund to help uh, this organization, you know, uh, fund kids so that they can uh, like learn math and engineering and stuff like that. <clears throat> because it's, you know, it's hard to get funding for that. And, uh, you know, they, de- they deserve to, to it's, a, it's a worthy cause is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and, uh, I think you should check it out, but yeah, no one, you know, if you can't protest and do all that stuff, then, you know, there's other ways that you can support. It's just, uh, it's going to take time though. You know, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of people that are angry and they should be, but, uh, this has been going on a real long time and, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take time, but at least, you know, instead of, you know, beating fists against a brick wall seems like it seems like uh seems like some progress is starting to happen which is positive you know you got to be you got to be optimistic about that um but you know you know with this pandemic and stuff i just i guess a big update for me you know is i'm officially in allergy season and you're constantly questioning yourself if, do I have COVID or are these seasonal allergies? I was worried. I was like, well, am I going to know the difference? And let me tell you something. If you are a seasonal allergy sufferer, you will know right the fuck away that it's allergies. For one, I don't have a fever, but you know, I'm sneezing. I'm hacking. My eyes are itchy. So it's right this time, you know, mid June, mid June to mid July, beginning of July. That's when it really just freaking kills me. And it's been doing it for the last 10 years since I went to Ireland. The first time I ever went to Ireland was in June. And I guess, you know, I don't know if pollen season is everywhere, but there's a lot of fucking pollen in Ireland and uh, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe for the entire month. Like I was completely plugged and it's kind of weird because I don't remember having allergies before that, but then now all of a sudden I do, and it's a yearly thing. I should try, uh, you know, I've heard about the allergy shots. I've had some uh, some friends that said that they've done it and it, it really helped. I'm going to definitely look into that. 
but some huge updates that happened. We, uh, you know, the Charlie Bucket studio has moved. We're back in a permanent spot again. I'm actually in my own studio now. I've got my own office. It's pretty awesome. It's something that I've always wanted. And, you know, it's been a challenging year and a half for my wife and I, you know, from, uh, the house going up for sale as, as has been documented, you know, the house that we rented to the showings, to being thrown out by rich and new buttery owners, uh, so they could build their dream mansion to living with my in-laws to getting married. Uh, it was, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been crazy. And you know, the last time I recorded the episode that I did not post, I, you know, it was right at the end of what we were at the end of our rope. So we came back from Belleville and we just hit the, we hit the ground looking for a place, which I didn't think I was scared, you know, looking for a place in a pandemic. It's super weird, you know, going into homes. Thankfully, most of the homes that we did go into were empty. So we weren't uh, really engaging with any tenants or anything. I don't even really know if we saw, I don't think we went into any homes that had like tenants and tenants in them. So that was lucky. Uh, and, but still just, you know, very weird getting used to this masks and stuff. It's, it's, it's really tough, but it's important. And we just need to keep wearing the fucking masks. I know you people don't want to wear the fucking masks. A lot of you people, you got to wear the mask. Okay. It's just, it's not every time I wear one, and I see someone who's not wearing one. I just think about how much it's like I'm protecting the virus from you, but you are not doing the same for me. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not working that way. It's just, we're just trying to limit the fucking droplets of particles and shit that are coming out of our, our fucking mouths. Okay. So if we all do it, then, you know, six feet of distance, it goes down to one foot of distance that you need. You know, and then it's just a, a lot less chance of stuff spreading. And this shit is starting to surge again in the States. So we need to be extra vigilant now, especially with things opening up. Um, you know, sports is apparently coming back soon. It's been a weird year for sports. It's weird when you have a couple weeks left in your season and then, then it stops for four months. And then it's, you're going to go right back into playoffs. You know, I just heard that Austin Matthews, the superstar of the Toronto Maple Leafs, has been tested positive for COVID. That's probably the biggest, definitely the biggest star in hockey. Maybe one of the biggest stars in sports so far to come forward as, as, as testing positive. Definitely the biggest hockey star. So what does that mean? You know, it's crazy. If you're from Florida, I really fear for fear for you. Like the NBA is going to go there. They're wearing these, these rings. I don't know if you've seen these rings that they're going to be wearing to like, it, it, it'll test symptoms and stuff three days in advance of it's crazy. All the NBA players are going to be wearing these rings, you know, they look like a nice silver ring and it's going to be telling them if they have COVID or not. It's just crazy. And then it's, you know, the mix of do they, you know, with all the protesting going on, is it right? Is it, is it sports that should come back during this time? Should sports sit down? Now we're talking about multi-billion dollar businesses. And when have corporations, when have the rich fat fish, 
ever taken a stance for something that, you know, is for the greater good. It's just not going to happen. It's, it'll come down to a, a health thing. And I think that when you look at the NBA, that is a very positive league for black players, for black youth to look up to. They can do a lot of good in the communities. If there's any league that should be sitting out during this time, it should be the whitest league possible that has done, you know, has the, has the least amount of backbone in their spine, you know, and that's the NHL. If any sport's going to stop, it should be hockey. Hockey should cancel and they should say, no, you know what? We're a predominantly white sport. We don't do enough for racism. We've had a lot of encounters with racism in the past in all of our different leagues, you know, affiliations with, you know, younger leagues, OHL, AHL, you know, Canada's very racist. It's hard, you know, to come to terms with that, but it's a very racist place. I was just reading an article how there is a lot of Canadians accessing far right white nationalist sites. Like we're right up there with the rest of the world. They're actually shocked, but there's a lot of white supremacists here. And there's a lot of people with a lot of money that aren't happy about this shit and the protests and stuff. You know, it's their, their, uh, they're going to be problematically silent, as I like to say, which is not what we need. This shit needs to change. The guy, Hell Johnson, the guy I talk about on this podcast, you know how I love the love story of Hell Johnson and Joanne McLeod. They met at a fucking peck deck. They probably have one in their bedroom. Goddamn peck deck. One of the dumbest stationary workout machines you you can feel quite humiliated using, you know? There's nothing dumber than using a peck deck. It just feels stupid. And they met there. For those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, Hal Johnson is from Body Break. It was a show that was like, you know, a episode would be two, what, maybe three minutes, five minutes. It would play in between your cartoon shows and stuff. And they would, you know, they'd try to get kids out and active. It's like they could see the the, the pandemic, the epidemic of, of overweight kids that, that aren't, you know, are playing video games and stuff. They saw that and they tried to keep us from getting on to the video games and, and letting it get out of hand. Get outside and play, right? And now, so we did. We did. We played and played until the sun came down and then we, Went inside and, you know, you'd play an hour or something of Street Fighter. And then you'd call it. Because you weren't connected online, you know, you weren't playing on the phone with friends. They either came over, you're always, you know, there's it's, it's only so much fun playing alone. So, anyway, Hal Johnson, he just came out talking about all the racism he experienced as a black man trying to get body break going. Oh, networks like TSN didn't want you know, a white woman and a black guy uh, to, you know, showing in an interracial marriage. I don't know. Just your classic racism. You know, and uh, yeah, like I, I think he said he started Body Break to kind of show that, that it's okay. You know, good people. Cheesiest fucking show in the world, though. I got to tell you, Hal. I mean... 
it's great. It's great what you stood for. And I respect it and everything. I just always remember as a kid being like these, you know, I'm watching cartoons and these two cheesy, <laughs> this cheesy ass couple comes on to fucking show me how to, I don't know. I can't even remember one episode. I just remember their goddamn gym uniforms, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the classic gym teacher wear. What was that? Sheer, sheer, I don't even know. I just know that as soon as you started to sweat in it, most uncomfortable thing you could wear. (laughs) But yeah, they taught us how to like run in circles and jump rope and shit like that. It was important because kids don't even know what that shit is nowadays. So let's talk about, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go on too, too much longer just because I want to, I want to get back into a routine with this. I want to do some more research. I want to talk about some of the, you know, fitness news, health news and stuff like that. But you got to have this, you know, we got to have this talk right now because it's, uh, it's an enlightening time and we need to pay more attention. We need to listen to black people. We need to listen to black community and we need to be a good ally. And yeah, it's going to be tiring and it's going to be hard and we can't do it for a reward. We got to do it because, you know, they're burning, they're, they're, their building has been burning down for a long time and we just continue to see the smoke and continue on our day. And it can't go on anymore, you know? But as far as, uh, I'm not going to talk about too much fitness news, but I will give you a little bit of my fitness update. Update. You know, it's so weird with the fitness stuff. You know, with this podcast, I've been, it started because I gained a little weight. It started to really change my image and I was really feeling like I had to lean into it a bit as far as my acting career and whatnot. Started to book a lot more once I became more of a dad bod than when I was more of a model bod, let's put it that way. Um, it's been six years. I think I started, I think it was around 2.13, something like that, when we started back in April of 2014. And I wanted to get back to 180. I wanted to get back into the hundreds because, you know, it's always been a weird thing. And then, you know, going through this depression that I had all winter, you know, one of the symptoms of depression is, you know, your loss of appetite. And I was also just like, when I was eating, I was eating pretty healthy, I was eating a lot of steamed vegetables, you know, a little bit of protein. Um, and then, you know, just lowering your caloric intake, you know, not, you know, you have to, you have to eat like 2,500 calories to maintain the weight that you have. So if I'm getting like 15 to 18 every day, some even less, you know, over time, it just started to kind of pour off also playing hockey and uh, guys, I'm like, last I was on the scale, I was 208, 208. I haven't been this light in a while. So I've lost, I've lost about 20 pounds, I think since my wedding. Definitely feel it, people, you know, and uh, 
it's funny because people notice it and that's, that's always a telling sign. People notice that you gain weight and you are confirmed that by when they acknowledge, <laughs> when they notice, they notice right away when you've lost weight. Um, which I mean, they should, cause you know, I was never a heavy kid or anything. It just kind of came up in my, th- my early thirties that I was a bit overweight, but yeah, it's, you know, it kind of scared me at first. I was like, is something wrong with me? Am I sick? You know, but it just changing your, the change of routine is something that was huge for me. So I am trying my best now. I'm back on the exercise bike. You know, I am engaged in a fitness competition on my Apple watch with, um, with uh, Billy Hushmandi, uh, you know, prize guest of the podcast. He's been on a couple episodes. Actually, one of his episodes, episode I think it's episode five, Yo-Yo Daima, it's still getting lots of hits. We're up around 1,200 listens on that one. That's pretty goddamn huge, you know, uh, in comparison to nothing. And thank you to all the listeners that still listen to this podcast. You know, like the last couple episodes, you know, I don't promote this anymore. I don't have a Twitter. I, I, I just post it and the people that find it, find it. Because it's, I'm trying to keep it as personal as I can, and the the feel and vibe of it has changed over the years, you know. And I still want to talk to people on it. I still want to, I still want to engage with some guests and stuff. But, but I, I'm not, you know, I this was my baby podcast. This is the first podcast I ever did, and it was, you know, a learning. It was, I was learning. You know, I still have a lot of podcasts. Fat Boy Mugs, if you would like one, they're pretty good. Let me know. Send me a, send me a, uh, you know, podcastfatboy at gmail.com. And I will, uh, you know, I don't know, five bucks. Five bucks a mug. You want a mug for five? It's got my face on it. Got the logo on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like I'm feeling a little more positive now. We're back in our own place. Got a studio. And I feel like I can really work on these goals a little differently than I did before, you know? So that's what I'm going to do guys. And let's see. Cause like, it feels more doable now than it ever has. The world is changing and we have to change with it. So why not start by keeping the pounds coming off, keep working out, doing a little workout. I will say the one thing I'm looking forward to is I joined a, Fit for Less, which is a cheaper company that uh, Good Life Fitness does now, you know, and they do that to compete with companies like Planet Fitness, the cheap, you know, $5 a week or $12 biweekly, whatever it is. Um, I joined that in November-ish, October, November-ish, and I paid extra so I could cancel within the first year. And uh, I can't wait to cancel that membership as soon as they start up. They have not been charging, gyms have not been charging people during the pandemic, but they are starting to reopen and there's no fucking way that I'm going to go to a gym and work out. Do you think like, I'm scared to go just even to, to cancel my membership, you know, like the particles in there, it's going to, it's going to look like a grade science project. It's, uh, it's going to be a bad idea, you know? So like, I don't think gym should open it all this year. If you ask me, but I'm good. I'm content with working at home, working, you know, doing the Rocky thing at home again. 
I've got, yeah, I got some weights. I got an exercise bike, you know, and I've got some good workout regiments that I could do on my own with simple shit like a chair and a yoga mat. So I'm going to do that. I fucking, I'm so sick of gyms. And this one was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it. it was the bare necessity that you need, right? It was a cleanish gym and had the shit you need, but I just, I'm tired. I'm tired of that, that world. And it might really change. This might be the end of gyms as we know it in a big way. You know, it's going to be interesting to see it just, you know, I think there's always going to be a need for people who want to go to the gyms, but are they going to be able to do this? Cause this shit could go on for a few years. Are they going to tank? You know, you got to, something's got to keep the lights on. There's only so much the government buyouts and shit can do. Like eventually you got to cut your losses. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. Maybe good life will just become those shitty cheap ones. Like their actual ones will cease to exist. Who knows? Patch. Love to have you on patch. If you're listening, former employee, Matt Duncan of Good Life Fitness 15 years ago. <laughs> Crazy to think it was 15 years ago that I worked at Good Life Fitness. My God. But Patch, if you're listening, please come on. Let's talk about it because I know you're getting old. And I know you have rheumatoid arthritis, which cannot be comfortable. But I do know you're dating or married to Silken Laman, the uh, Olympic rower. I don't know how involved she is with the company. But maybe it's time to cut these losses, sir. Cut them. I still can't believe... Another thing, too, if you're listening, Patch, I cannot believe you have tanning booths still at your gyms. When I worked at Good Life, there was tanning booths. You had to pay for them. At this one I have, I don't see anyone ever going in them because people are pretty smart about skin cancer now. But they have... uh, They've got these tanning booths, and if you have the premium membership, which is 20 bucks a month, 24 bucks a month, you can use them for free. And let me tell you something. When I was training at Good Life Fitness 15 years ago, they were trying to teach us that the lights that they use are actually safe. That I think it was UVA light is what they use. And they're like, no, see, the sun gives UVB and that is what causes cancer. So UVA is a lot healthier for you. Such bullshit. All the people that got skin cancer from fucking tanning booths so they can look like Donald Trump. That fucking idiot. Holy shit, look at this. 27 minutes. This is what happens with this podcast. I just start to get flowing about certain things, but it does feel good. I'm excited to be recording in a a new studio, the Charlie Bucket Studio, CBS, original acronym. Copywritten. You know. We got a new home. So, with that being said, you know, my last, you know, America, if you're listening, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of Americans to listen to this podcast. I don't know. I don't know where these listens are coming from. I got the bare minimum of hosting capabilities here, but dear Lord, your country is a shit show and it has been for some years. I really hope 
that I know Joe Biden is not the he's not the one he's not the he's not the greatest answer, but he's got a lot of Obama infusion in him. He was the VP for eight years with Obama. You know, I think four. He's he won't do more than four. There's no fucking way that he's going to do that into his mid to late eighties. There's just no way. He's what? He's seventy eight. Jesus. But you do need him to come in just for four years or less, you know, God forbid something happens to him. I just can't imagine taking a high stress job like that at 78. Holy crap. But, uh, wow. You guys need a change bad. So anyways, guys, I'm going to hit you back next week. Podcast Fat Boy. Let's see if we can keep it going. I don't know what this is, but it's nice to talk to you guys. It's nice to engage. And I've finally seen some goddamn improvements and I haven't even been trying. Isn't that the fucking irony? Wear a mask, you assholes.